Hey, good morning and happy new year, guys. So we have a very special service in front of us today because we got kids in here, and I'm so happy about that. So kids, if you're here, what I want you to do is join me right down here, if you would. Come on up front. We've got a treat for you. We're going we're gonna to ask you some questions because we need some wisdom today. So come on. I want you to stay on the floor, though. Um, so we'll do, do that. So um, we, I don't know about you guys, but... Christmas has a flurry of activities with it, right? So it's like super busy, super crazy, lots of things going on, fun things, some of them, right? And so Sherry actually has a mic, so we need some wisdom today. So let me ask you guys, what did you guys do to get ready for Christmas? What'd you do? So raise your hand and she'll come to you, right? What'd you do? We decorated the house. Decorated? Did you help decorate? Awesome. Way to go. What'd you do? I bought gifts for people. You bought gifts? Oh, man. I want to know you. Put me on your list. <laughs> Spent time with my family. Spent time with family. Yeah. I helped Daddy um, deck the Christmas tree. Whoa. Whoa, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. We need help, too. Yeah. I made and bought gifts for people in my family. Wow. Very, very nice, guys. And Charlie has one more here. Charlie, one more. I also wrapped gifts. Wrapped gifts, you know. <clears throat> so you guys do know that the favorite music of elves is rap music, right? <laughs> uh-huh, see, yeah. So um, guys, you guys are amazing. So let me ask you a question. Which one of you guys cooked Christmas dinner? I helped. You helped? Awesome, way to go. So which one of you went out shopping? Did anybody go out shopping, did you say? There you go. Like, look at all that activity. So actually what we're going to be talking about today is what Jesus said is the most important activity. What do you think that might be? What do you think that might be? Huh? Yes. Oh, let's get this one. Say it again. Jesus died on the cross. That's an important thing we should all Celebrating Jesus' birthday. Celebrating his birthday? Absolutely. So today, we're actually going to be talking about something that Jesus said. So he'd gathered with his disciples the night that he was arrested. And it was about this many right here. And he said to them, here's what I want you to do. I want you to love one another. Hmm. That's a pretty important thing, right? So let me ask you, give us some tips what, do you, what does it take to love one another? What, what, what do you think is loving? You could show kindness to them. Okay, kindness, like it. What else? You could, you could help someone if they need it. Help people, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, out here. In the outer rim of things here, you know. Be nice to someone even if you don't like them. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of touched the nerve right there, didn't it? (laughs) Yeah. From the mouths of babes. From the mouths of babes, yes. So, guys, I'll tell you an act of kindness that my wife Diane did. Some of you know Miss Diane because she's been teaching back here for years. She made for you guys Rice Krispie Treats, and you're going to all get one right now. So grab a Rice Krispie Treat right here. And we're going to continue to move. Thank you guys for your help. Appreciate what you did. 
so um, with, that is actually what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how we can love each other. And so the night that Jesus was arrested, uh, he said a lot of things. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at John 13 through 17 lately, but I know we did a series on it a while back, but I keep going back to it because that was the night when Jesus said, look, guys, I'm leaving. I'm going back to the Father, and it's going to be you now. You're going to continue the ministry, the mission, and this is what I want you to focus on. But over and over that night, he said this same thing. He talked about love. And this has been a season for me to think a lot about love, about the Lord himself, about his character, about who God is. So this morning, it's going to be different, okay? I'm not going to do a big exposition of a passage. Basically, today is going to be a call to action. It's going to be a reminder of what Jesus said is the most important thing. So here's the first slide. Here's the first command. Jesus said, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Not new to a lot of us, right? And then right behind that, do you remember what he said right behind that? This is how people will know that you are my disciples because of your love for one another. All right, let me just start off with this. Bill and I were talking about this just before we started today. This is the truth of it. We want our kids to know, love, and follow Jesus. Yes? Yeah. Grandkids? Yeah. Yes? So um, guess what matters is if they see us loving each other. So you want to know that it's real? We got to love each other. If we're not loving each other, our kids are like, eh, I didn't see it in the church I was in. I didn't see it in the people that I knew. And guys, that's job one for our kids to know Jesus. That's job one for the world to recognize us as his disciples. Let's, so um, let's look at another, um, another passage. And my notes fell apart over here, I think. Um, it's not unusual for me. Oh, here it is. Um, Let's look at another passage, John chapter 15, verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Can I tell you, I spent a year thinking about that one verse. Here's why. I looked back and I kept saying, how has the Father loved Jesus? And then I get it. I get it that he would love his son. I get it that he would love someone who's perfect, that's never sinned, who's sacrificial. But he loves me that same way. I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say I spent a year thinking about that verse over and over. Like, God, you love me like that? You see, when we read that, we go, yeah, yeah, that's nice. That's okay. But the truth is, guys, that is amazing. And we should be thinking about that every day. Every day. So when the Lord sees us, he sees the Lord Jesus and... Um, Anyway, so let's talk about how the Father loved Jesus. So you'll remember this. So the Father loved Jesus. He told him so. Do you remember where he told him so? That, where did he say first that he loves Jesus? At his baptism, exactly. So his beloved son. So he told him he loved him. He protected him. He empowered him. He made himself available through prayer. Guess what? For us, same thing. So that's how much he loves. He listens to us. I will tell you that one of the things I love about my sweet wife is that she listens to me. 
and that's a lot of listening. <laughs> you know that's true. People have told me that. Yep. <laughs> hey, stop wagging your head over there. I see that. <laughs> it's true. So she listens to me. Very powerful thing. And that's what God did with the son as well. So he strengthened the Lord Jesus, gave him power when he needed it. He honored his life. And Jesus said, the father and I are one. And that's offered to us as well. So that's how the father loved the son. Let's look at another, another command here. John 15, verse 12. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Not new to us, but guess what? That is a big challenge. If you know me very well, no more wagging heads, but if you know me well, that is a very big challenge, is to love me the way the Lord Jesus has loved us, right? And that's what, that's what this life is supposed to be about for us. It is so, so easy for us guys to drift off into all the myriad of activity in life. And I'm there. I, I mean, that's so easy for me to do. Interesting that in the spiritual gifts listed in 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, there's no spiritual gift of love. Why? Because that's all of us. That's supposed to be our character. That's supposed to be our calling card. And what I love is there's no limit on love. So very often in America, we see people who are wonderfully talented. Wow, that guy's really, and we say, we say this, he's really, she's really gifted. Guess what? The greatest gift of all is love, and there's no limit for any one of us. We all have equal ability to love because God gave it to us. It's a gift from God for all of us. So let me ask a question. This is our challenge for the day. How can we possibly love like Jesus? How is that even close to being possible? Do you agree that this would be an amazing, amazing place if we all loved like Jesus? I know I'm close, but I mean, what if we all did it? And so I want to just challenge you to think with me for this year, what if we really purposed in our heart to say, God, I want to walk out my door every day and love like Jesus. This would be an amazing place. Think about what that would do in, in, the, in the life of Trinity, in your own lives. So each one of us, and we sang songs about this just now, we'd know who we are. We'd know that we're loved. We'd know all of the things that the world wants. We'd know our identity. We'd know our friends would even look at us and go, wow, I know who they are. They're followers of Jesus. That's the big thing for 2023, guys. That's this morning what I want to share. So I want to share three truths with you about what I believe the Lord Jesus taught us about how that's possible. You ready? First, we must learn to live in God's love. I want you to think about those words with me for a minute. Learn to live in God's love. In the activity, in the attractions and distractions of this life, it's easy to not live in God's love. So we see it over and over in the scriptures, the character of God. But let me just say, before I dive into that character for a minute, with, whether it's with kids, grandkids, friends, neighbors, co-workers, you can't pass on what you don't have. I remember so well as a young dad thinking about that because I didn't learn how to be a dad. I learned how to work. I learned how to go in the Air Force. I learned how to do college and all of those things. I did not learn how to be a dad. I can't pass it on to my kids 
unless I learn, unless I live in it and think about it and focus on it. And we can't pass on God's love without immersing ourselves in it. So Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. So the question is, what comes to your mind when you think of God? Now I want you to, I'm going to give you real more specific. Let's talk about the God of the Old Testament. Think. What comes to my mind? Some of you think, well, God was kind of aloof or powerful or maybe even angry or judging or whatever. You see, I will remember so well, when I first learned of God, I began to think of God in different, all kinds of ways. I'll tell you one of the weird ways. I think, thought of God like a vending machine. I pray, I pull the lever, he gives me what I want. I pray, I pull the lever, he gives me what I want. That's not God. God's in relationship with us. I very often thought about it that he was like an easily angered boss. I saw him in the Old Testament where he got angry with people. By the way, God can be provoked to anger, but it's not his natural, it's not his default character. But can he be angry? Yes, but he's not really like an angry boss. I thought of God as being passive, or God as just a, like a force, or I thought of him later on, you know, like, well, God's for later. He's for after I die. Or maybe God is a judge ready to commit, ready to condemn. That's very easy for us to think of God in those ways. All right, let's look at this Bible where the only place in the Bible where God describes himself. Before you know what that verse is, anybody know where it is in the Bible? <coughs> Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7. You guys, this is where God talks about himself. Let's look at it. As he passed in front of Moses, he proclaimed, the Lord, that's Yahweh, 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 the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. The only ways that you can describe sin in the Old Testament. And yet, he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He's a just God. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the fathers to the third and the fourth generation. That last part is the part we always think about when we think about God. Oh, yeah, he's ready to punish. Actually, that's God's last choice. What he's doing constantly is showing the very first word of God describing himself, compassion. That means he knows our situation. He knows what we need. And he cares about us. He loves us. And the reason he sent Jesus? Compassion. He wants us with him forever. That's the true character of God, not the way we imagine him sometime. So for, as we think about God, we need to think his first character, as it says in 1 John chapter 4, God is love. That's the truth of who he is. Why do we care about love? We're made in his image. Why do we care about community? He's always lived in community, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Why do we care about caring about others? Because that's what God has always done. So love is the bomb, guys. It's what we're all about. So this is what God said about himself. Then, after that, we see Jesus come into the world. The world became flesh and dwelt among us. We just celebrated that. We talked about that. Doug did four amazing messages. If you missed one, go back and listen to it. They're all grand wonderful messages. But Jesus came in, and he lived out all of those things we just read about God himself. 
So as we see Jesus' life, I'll tell you this, I love this about him. This is what drew me to Jesus, was that he welcomed everybody. So think about who were the people that Jesus spent a lot of time with, guys? The poor, the broken, the, the sick, the ill, the demon-possessed. Those are the people that Jesus spent time with. That's who, what he wanted. That's what he wants us to see in him. So the very first verse that I memorized was Romans chapter 5, verse 8. And you're going to see it right here, right? God demonstrates his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. First verse I memorized because I couldn't believe it. I knew the truth about me when I first, first heard of Jesus. I cringed. When I thought about God, I cringed because I knew I had a list, a big list. If God's keeping records, wow, I'm out. Nope. God demonstrates his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's what we need to think about a lot. If we're going to be able to pass on God's love, we need to think more about the God, the character of God. Um, we need to think about who he is. And the way we learn about that character of God is by being in the scriptures, by listening to brothers and sisters around us, and by praying and talking to God himself because I believe that God speaks back to us as we pray. So step one, how to love like Jesus is to learn to live in God's love. You see, if we don't buy in, we can't do it. So saturate yourself and then it'll spill over. Step two, we must learn how Jesus loves people. In order to love like Jesus, we need to go and listen and learn how he loved. What did he do in different situations? So let me just, and this is for kids. Kids, listen up for a moment here. Suppose I want to learn to fly. All right, what should I do? Should I flap my wings? Can you stand up and flap your wings for a minute here? I want to see if, because I couldn't get off the ground when I tried to do it. Can you flap? Oh, yeah. Let's see what happened to me when I tried to flap. How far did I get off the ground? Not very far, right? So I thought maybe the second thing I would do is maybe, maybe I needed a boost. I would jump off of a ladder. So what happened when I did that, kids? What do you think? You ready? I got my wings on. Ready? Boom. Uh, didn't work. Then I realized, oh, man, just look at the birds. Now you know what I need, right? What do I need to fly? Yes, that'll work. Just let's try that. <laughs> that didn't work either. So what I needed to do in order to learn to fly was to find a flight instructor. Oh, there's an idea, right? So that's what I did. That's one of my flight instructors right there. And so I went to him. Here's what he did. He taught me about maps, navigation, the different instruments, the different things that would happen in an airplane. And he taught me the laws about where I could and couldn't fly. And then this is the most important part. I watched him. I went up with him over and over. And he says, do this. And I did that. And he says, look, now push on these pedals down here. What do they do? I don't know. So I learned how to fly an airplane by doing that, by going to a flight instructor. Jesus is a love instructor, guys. He 
is the way we learn how to love, by watching him. He experienced everything that we have. He experienced all the same temptations, all the same trials, all the same hardships, and he loved all the way through it. So that's how we learn to love, is by looking at him. So I want you to think about it with me for a minute here. One of the things he taught us was some things to do and not do. So check this video out. What do you kids think? This next one here. Is this what Jesus would want us to do? think kids is that what we're supposed to do oh yeah yeah you look at that little cute dog named willow and you're like hey you're mistreating that dog so let's talk about a couple of examples from jesus i want you to think differently guys listen to this a man with leprosy came and he knelt before jesus in matthew chapter 8 and he wanted to be healed what kids what do you think jesus did a leper came, kneeled before him, and wanted to be healed. What did Jesus do? Some brave soul said. He healed him. How did he heal him? Do you remember? He touched him. You're supposed to touch a leper? No, you're not supposed to touch a leper. And so that's what he did. Now, I want you to think beyond this. Who are people in our world that are hurting? that need a touch from Jesus, a touch from you. See, here's what happens is we look at Jesus' examples and we go, wow, those are amazing. Wow, Jesus was awesome. That's us today. That's how they see Jesus today is us. A centurion comes to him, has a friend, a friend who's paralyzed and suffering. By the way, a centurion, Jew or Gentile? Gentile, right? So the centurion comes to Jesus, a Gentile, and says, I have a friend that's paralyzed and suffering. What do you think Jesus did there? He healed him, right? And it wasn't even in his category of people. So I, now let's think beyond this. What can we do when people that aren't in our category, right, when we see that they're hurting, what can we do? Answer? from the audience. We can love them. We can pray. We can introduce ourselves and be their friend, right? So I want to take this out of the realm of this is way back when to now. What about this? Two very deeply disturbed homeless men came rushing at Jesus. They were living amongst the dead. They were in, living in a, in a in a difficult place, and they came, and they were known to be violent and powerful. What did Jesus do? They were demon-possessed, of course, as you know. So what did Jesus do? Cast out the demons. He did whatever it took, right? Can we pray? Can we ask God to help people that are deeply troubled and broken? Can we be a part of a ministry to the homeless? Can we do those things? Guys, Let's get out of the realm of, oh, that was for Jesus. He was good at all those things. This is us today. This is how Jesus sees, how people see Jesus today, the same way. So here's what I want to do. I said, we're going to go to Jesus, our instructor in love. 
I want to ask you to do something. I want you to start reading Jesus' examples and saying, how do I do that? How do I do that, God? And get this out of the realm of nice theology. All right? So, Jesus invites us to learn. Jesus, I want to tell you four things in that upper room Jesus said. He said, watch me. He said, if you've seen the Father, you've, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He expected to be watched. That's what a disciple was. A disciple was learning. Secondly, he said, trust me. You will do what I have been doing. Follow the Holy Spirit, he said. He will help you. So the Holy Spirit is described as one who empowers, one who comes alongside, one who comforts, does all of those things in our life. Why do we need all of that? Just because life's difficult? No, because we're on mission. That's what Jesus is in the middle of talking about. So we need prayer. We need the Holy Spirit. We need, and here's the fourth one. Don't miss this one. We need to look at each other's lives. So all the time in my life, I'm always learning, trying to asking the Lord, help me to be like so-and-so, because that's what we're supposed to do. In addition to Jesus' example, there are 59 specific commands about how to love. They're called the one another's of Scripture, how to encourage one another, how to be there, how to bear one another's burdens, etc. right? 59 times. So guys, what I'm challenging you to do for 2023 is be a student of God's love. Now, there you go. That's the challenge. Let's get real about this. We can't really do this by ourselves, can we? And Jesus didn't leave it that way. He didn't want it that way. So um, recently, I wanted to build a patio cover. And so here's a picture of love it. You see those beams? Those beams are 12 inches high. They're massive, big beams. So here's, what I, here's typical of me. I thought, I want to build a patio cover. So what do I need to do? I need a bunch of wood. So I bought a bunch of wood. Big, huge truck came. Big, massive beams like this, right? Weighing hundreds and hundreds of pounds. I thought, that's cool. I'm going to build a patio cover. One problem. That big truck can lean back and dump off that wood. Now what? Right? So the only way I could do this was a bunch of friends came over, and they helped hoist these big beams up into the air and put them in the saddles. And now I have a patio cover, but only because I had help. If I didn't have help, that wood would still be sitting in my driveway. So no way we can love like Jesus without help. So here's step three. We must trust God to help us love like him. So here's, here's the thing. God loves the partnership with us. That's how he made us. He wants us to be partners. And so here's what he wants us to do. He wants us to pray. I will tell you, that's one of the hardest things in my life in some ways because I'm a doer. I always want to, I'm active. I want to keep going. I want to get stuff done. That's just, don't ask my wife afterwards. She'll, you know, she'll tell you a lot of stories. But the truth is, it's hard for me to pause and just say, God, it's you that does the work. It's you that loves, serves, reaches, builds. It's you, God. So, Jesus said, here's how we're going to do it. Over and over, he talked about it even in the upper room. We have got to pray. Secondly, he said this, Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit would help us. And so show that next slide, if you would. Look at this promise from Jesus about what would happen. So the Holy Spirit would enable us. He promised that. And then next, he gave us each other. Now, I already mentioned earlier that we learn from each other. You have people in your life that do this well. 
So I want to challenge you for 2023 to pray, to trust the Holy Spirit that's going to work through you, and to look at each other and learn from each other. Look at this promise from Jesus in John chapter 14, verse 12. This is a mind blower. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. Have you thought about that verse? Think about that with me. We're going to do the same things Jesus did, and he tagged it. He said, and even greater. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was going to come in all of us. Now we have thousands of Jesuses, millions of Jesuses all over the planet, loving, serving, reaching, giving the message of the gospel. So that's the promise from the Lord Jesus that as we immerse ourselves in God and his love, as we look at Jesus, our instructor, and as we trust in God and what he's going to do through us, we can love like Jesus in this coming year. I want to just pray with you today that I want you to ask you to start praying that God would transform this church. Now, I'm not saying you haven't loved. I'm not saying you haven't done any of it at all. I'm just saying that's the big thing. I was with a, a group of people at the Fisher's house the other night. Diana and I went there. And we were doing a going away for Lydia. Some of you who know Lydia or Fan Fan is also her nickname. She's from China, came here, came to the Lord. People loved her, included her, welcomed her, taught her, did all of those things. And in this little room of people, she talked about how this person loved her, how this person helped her, how this person cared for her, person after person. It was a picture of the body of Christ. It was beautiful. It was amazing. We went home going, wow, that's it. That's what we all could look like if we intentionally lived that way. So I want to encourage you guys. Now, the greatest act of love is the cross, right? What Jesus did for us there. We're going to celebrate communion now. If you don't have one of the elements yet, you can come pick one up here or in the back, back there. But we're going to receive the elements together today. So one of the things our Lord Jesus did is on that same night, the same night that he was arrested, he said, guys, I don't want you to forget this. People, you, we all need to remember. I, w I want you to think of these things as love. This tells us what God has always wanted. He created us to know and live with him forever. And this is symbolic of what made that possible. The bread stands for his body that was broken for us on the cross. Please don't just think of the physical element of it. Many people have died. This was the sinless son of God that we put to death, sinners put to death. Think of this as his body that was given for you because what he wanted is for you to one day join with him in heaven. The fruit of the vine stands for the covenant that was made in his blood. A covenant is an agreement. God the Father said, because Jesus died for us, now he sees us fully forgiven. 
and ready to live with him forever. So this secured our future. Guys, as we think about the Lord Jesus and his great love, will you receive this together in his name? And Jesus took the cup as well, and he said, do this in remembrance of me. What a wonderful thing to do on the first day of the year, right? We have an amazing God. There are just, just no words to express it. We've sang some wonderful words, and we're going to sing some more in just a moment. What a year this could be if we all just purposed in our heart to love like Jesus. Will you pray with me? Lord God, you know, I feel so inadequate to even share this today. I feel so much like I just can't think of the right words. But God, you have uh, you've made us to live in and with you forever. You tell us that you're one with us and that we're one with each other. Will you help us this year to live in that oneness, that oneness that reflects your character, your goodness, to one another and to those that you place in our world. In Christ's name we pray, amen.